Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Here at Uncommon Sense, we are not afraid to go into the deep, hard subjects of the day. Today is not that day. (laughs) Today we are going to enjoy uh, some really interesting Christmas facts, and I think you're going to really like it. Like, for instance, the tallest Christmas tree ever displayed was in Seattle, Washington and it measured 221 feet tall. That is a huge Christmas tree. (laughs) It actually goes back uh, to 1950 when that tree was decorated. Um, Buying all the gifts from the 12 days of Christmas would cost you a ton of money. The most expensive being the Swans of Swimming, and that would be about $13,125 today. That's a lot. Uh, Fortune.com reports that uh, PNC's annual Christmas price index, didn't even know that was a thing, but it is, which totals um, out the the current cost of the gifts in a holiday song. Uh, The 12 Days of Christmas has been published, and all of those birds in the song come to a pretty hefty price. The two turtle doves will cost you 50% more this year, coming in at $450. Those three French hens, well, that's up 40, over 40% this year to $255. And the six geese of Lane they saw a price soar 51% in the past year. And really, who gives a a goose for Christmas anyway, right? I mean, I mean, they're the jerks of the bird world, right? They're always chasing people around. And <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think I would give a live goose or even geese to to anyone as a gift. But overall, buying all of the gifts in in the song. Uh, as it was sung, would cost you $179,454.19 this year. (laughs) Almost $180,000. That is a 5.4% increase over 2019. And your true love would be stuck with about 178 birds. (laughs) So I don't know where she's going to put all those birds, but anyway, (laughs) that is the way it is. Uh, You probably already knew that the idea of Santa Claus came from St. Nicholas. The saint uh, wasn't a a bearded man who wore a red suit at all. That tradition came much later. In the fourth century, the Christian bishop gave away his large inheritance to the poor and rescued women from servitude. Uh, in in Dutch, the name is Sinster Claus, which later, of course, morphed into Santa Claus in English. Uh, when the candy cane was invented in Germany in 1837, uh, it, it was first exhibited in Massachusetts in the U.S. And they made 
uh, the J uh, of the candy cane mean a J for Jesus, actually. Uh, the red stripes symbolize his blood. Uh, early recipes of candy canes are simply just sugar flavored. But now, of course, the flavors of peppermint and wintergreen are the most common. And I'm sure, sure glad of that. <laughs> just, just sugar flavored. I don't know. Uh, in the Ukraine, a Christmas spider brings good luck. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> the, this is a nod to an old story of spiders using their web to decorate a tree of a poor widow and her, and her children. Uh, here in the U.S., the Christmas spider just simply brings screaming. <laughs> Some families hide a, a pickle in a Christmas tree. I, I don't know. I had not heard of this one. I actually had to do a little research. I guess there's people who hide pickle, a pickle in their Christmas tree. The pickle must be uh, found before any presents can be opened. And on behalf of parents everywhere, thanks, pickle. <laughs> it's just, you know, we, our family, we actually hide a little tiny plastic rabbit with red eyes. I don't understand. But anyway, we, my, my mom who, who is 80 this year, uh, she, she has this little village and she hides the rabbit somewhere every year, somewhere different. And we have to find little rabbit. It's, it's just kind of fun. The, uh, the Polish celebrate Christmas with a massive fish on Christmas Eve. Polish families will celebrate by cooking a Christmas Eve carp. So, so I mean, the the carp is like, it's like the bottom dweller. It's like the one with the big, you know, lips and everything. I, that just sounds kind of weird. But the tra uh, the traditional uh, UK Christmas meal used to be a pig's head, and then it changed to a goose. And now it's a turkey. So it sounds like, like it's really morphing into different ones. Uh, in some countries, the traditional Father Christmas is uh, depicted with a cat. I actually have seen some of these pictures of this. The cat uh, scouts out everyone's uh, houses first to make sure the children are uh, really asleep. So <laughs> if you want to bring back that tradition, uh, you know, and, and let your kids know <laughs> that, Hey, if you don't go to sleep, you know, the cat's going to see you, <laughs> uh, Christmas gifts, uh, actually have helped prisoners escape, uh, during world war II. during, during the war, the allied secret services, uh, sent plane cards to allied POWs as, as Christmas gifts. And when the cards got wet, they would actually peel apart to reveal maps of escape routes across Germany. <laughs> and probably the, the one time and only time that uh, they're going to be able to use that one, but hey, it worked. Uh, Black Friday is not the, uh, the busiest shopping day of the year. Uh, the two days right before Christmas uh, are, and uh, that might shock you a little bit, but that is because one in three men Wait until Christmas Eve to do their shopping. <laughs> now, I didn't this year, right? I, I've gotten all mine done already. So I, I'm on, I, I'm on the, uh, the two-thirds of the men that, that actually do it before then. Uh, One-third of the uh, 20 highest-grossing movies were released during the Christmas season, uh, proving that going to the movies after opening gifts is a pretty popular tradition at this point. Um, and it is a, uh, tradition in Japan, speaking of traditions to eat 
Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, orders must be actually placed two months in advance <laughs> to get your your uh, your Christmas KFC. Now, I, I wonder if KFCs in Japan have famous bowls because I love those. Those are really good. Uh, Jingle Bells was originally a song about Thanksgiving in 1857. Yeah, I, I, had to, I had to go through this in my head and, and see, yeah, I guess there's really nothing in there about Christmas. Uh, it was also the first song ever played in space by astronauts. <laughs> it was it was there uh, played by uh, Walter Schreira Jr. and Thomas P. Stafford. Uh, it was written by James Pierpoint and was originally called one horse open sleigh, and I can I can understand that. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the epic music version of Jingle Bells by uh, Alala. He it's it's actually really good. You might you might uh, check that one out. Uh, Christmas came from the words Christus Messus. Uh, it's it meaning mass of of Christ, and the Statue of Liberty is considered the biggest gift ever given. It was obviously given to the U.S. by France in 1886. Another thing that you may or may not have known, and that is that Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, got his start as an advertising gimmick for Montgomery Ward in 1839. The department store asked one of its copywriters, a 34-year-old Robert L. May, to create a Christmas story the store could give away to shoppers as a promotional gimmick. Uh, Robert May considered uh, other names for Rudolph, which doesn't doesn't seem like it might go. But but uh, one of those names was a Rolo, <laughs> Rolo the Red Nosed Reindeer, um, or even Reginald the Red Nosed Reindeer. And again, that just doesn't come off the tongue too well. Um, but uh, but Rudolph's crew has also had a lot of other names. Um, you know, you know, Dancer and Prancer and Donner and Vixen, all, all that. Well, they haven't always been those names. Uh, they've been called things like Flossie, Glossy, Racer, Pacer, uh, Scratcher, <laughs> Scratcher, Feckless. That's weird, but uh, Ready, Steady, and Fireball. So I don't know. It's just, there, there's been some different names there. Um, Paul McCartney uh, earned $400,000 a year from his wonderful Christmas time song, which is widely regarded as the worst song ever recorded. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that, you know, I know it's, it's up to some opinion, but uh, more than 400,000 illnesses, speaking of 400,000, are caused by spoiled Christmas leftovers every year. <laughs> don't tell my wife that because she's always wanting me to throw things out before I want to. <laughs> Alabama was the first U.S. state to recognize Christmas as an official holiday. Oklahoma was the last U.S. state to declare Christmas as a legal holiday in 1836. They made Christmas a holiday in 1890, and federal employees were given Christmas as paid holidays beginning in 1885. So really not that long ago, if you think about it. Christmas is not Christ's birthday, as many believe. We, a lot of people know that it really, you know, he wasn't born on the 25th of December. According to the Bible, Christ was actually um, not even born in the wintertime. Now, there, there are two schools of thought here. 
Uh, number one, uh, that he may have been born sometime in April, uh, as the shepherds were more likely to be leading sheep in, in the fields there and that type of thing, plenty of those sheep. Um, or there's also uh, some that hold to the June 17th date uh, when there was a, a record of a very bright new star. Uh, and so astrologers going back uh, in in uh, in history and, and looking at that. So, I, you know, it, it doesn't really matter, I guess. We just we celebrate it on the 25th of December. But um, but that's really not when he was probably born. Uh, Christmas wreaths are uh, religious symbols. Um, the Christmas wreath first originated as a symbol of Christ, actually. The holly represents the crown of thorns that Jesus wore uh, at his crucifixion. And the red berries stand for the, the, the blood he shed um, on the cross. So uh, that's, that's uh, kind of the origins of that. The original location for the 1947 Miracle on 34th Street movie was uh, the New York Macy's in uh, Herald Square. However, the remake in 1994, and I don't know if I actually even got to see the remake. Maybe I should go back and do that. Macy's, uh, for that remake, refused to partic participate. Therefore, the fictional store Coles was created. So kind of different. Uh, Toys for Tots. I don't know if you've given it for, uh, uh, to the Toys for Tots, which was founded in, uh, in L.A., believe it or not. 5,000 toys were collected during the first drive in 1947, and a handmade doll was the first donation. Now, since its inception 60 years ago, the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve Toys for Tots program has distributed more than 313 million toys to 151 million children. Uh, in addition, the Marine Toys for Tots Foundation has supplemented the collection of local campaigns uh, over a 13-year life, uh, providing more than 47 uh, million toys valued at $243 million, plus promotional and, and support materials valued at over another $2.5 million, actually. Um, Bill uh, Bing, Bing Crosby. And his version of White Christmas is the highest selling single of all time. Uh, it only took six weeks for Charles Dickinson to write a Christmas carol. That's not long. Uh, tinsel used to be made of real silver, believe it or not. Tinsel being um, put on Christmas trees dates back to the 1600s in Nuremberg, Germany. Since silver was expensive, it was a symbol, um, kind of a status symbol. If you were able to decorate with it on your tree, then you were kind of showing off, right? Uh, Americans purchase 1.6 billion Christmas cards every year. Sir Henry Cole and John Horsley uh, are credited with the invention of, uh, of Christmas cards. Their original card uh, last sold for over $26,000. During the uh, Christmas season, almost 28 sets of Legos are sold every second, believe it or not. And it is believed that every person on earth possesses an average of 80 Lego bricks. <laughs> and one is thrown away every time a parent steps on one with bare feet. So <laughs> that, that number might be changing. Uh, Visa cards are used about 6,000 times every minute during the Christmas season, and you can use yours 
at UncommonSensePodcast.com to purchase podcast merchandise. <laughs> Just a little plug there, right? Uh, mistletoe was considered an aphrodisiac by many. Um, but yeah, that might change a little bit if you know that thrushes eat mistletoe berries and poop out their seeds. <laughs> they do. <laughs> their poop helps the seeds grow, actually. And the Germanic word for mistletoe means dung on a twig. <laughs> How romantic is that, right? <laughs> the first known Christmas tree in the White House was placed upstairs in the second floor oval, uh, oval room. Uh, then that was used as a family parlor and library. And in 1889, during the Benjamin Harris administration, uh, it was placed there. It, it was decorated with candles for the Harrison grandchildren. And there have been you know, many that have put a pause on that tradition in, and not done it. Like Teddy Roosevelt uh, actually banned trees from the White House as a symbol of his concern for the environment. Yes, yes. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, even going back uh, that far, was definitely PC, and he banned it because of the environment. And this was obviously quickly um, done away with, that 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 ban. <laughs> December 25th, as we said, was not chosen uh, because, uh, uh, you know, it was it was Jesus' birthday, but it was it was chosen because it coincides, um, and, and be, a lot of people will say that it coincides with pagan festivals. Uh, like the festival uh, Centalia, um, which actually it doesn't. That's kind of a myth uh, because that particular uh, festival is uh, in mid-December. It's a mid-December celebration. And some say that Sol in Invictus is a uh, um, is one that another pagan festival that, that it was named after because that is um, on December 25th. But Actually, um, that particular one was started after the Christmas, tr Christmas traditions began, a, a tradition dating back at least to the early 3rd century AD, um, a, a quite, and quite possibly actually even going back further, identifies Passover or the spring equinox just before it as being also the date of the um of of Christ's birth. So, like I say, you know, there, there's some things back and forth. I guess it doesn't really matter, but uh, it's kind of interesting to see. Christmas lights uh, were so expensive that they used to be rented rather than sold. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, electricity lit tree was a status symbol in the early 1900s. Uh, initially, Santa Claus wore different color robes. In the 1800s, Santa Claus was first used for promotion by Coca-Cola Company for their winter promotions with an outfit of a red suit, and it just kind of stuck. Um, you know, we talked about the 12 days of Christmas. Have you ever thought of why we don't have 12, 12 days of Christmas? I, that would be kind of cool, right? Uh, a, a, a period, uh, the 12 days of Christmas is a period of uh, December 25th through January 5th, and is referred to as uh, Christmas tide or 12, day, 12 holy days. During these days, the families would get together and sing Christmas carols and hymns and recite prayers. So, uh, you know, we might, might uh, bring back that tradition going back to January 5th. Uh, Treasure Island writer Robert Louis Stevenson willed his November 13th birthday. So his, his birthday was on the 13th of November. And he willed it to uh, the daughter of a friend 
who hated her Christmas birthday. So, so this, this friend's daughter, her, her birthday was on Christmas, December 25th. She hated that. I mean, I can understand. I can understand. I had a friend, I have a friend who, who his birthday is at 26. And, uh, and so she hated that. So what did Treasure Island writer uh, Stevenson say? Uh, well, when he died, he willed his birthday November 13th to her, which is kind of interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. So the first uh, Salvation Army collection kettle took place in San Francisco's Oakland Ferry at the foot of Market Street. It was a large crab pot originally with a sign that read, Keep the pot boiling. <laughs> now, now people are boiling mad because they've gone woke. So I don't know, you know, maybe it's come full circle. A uh, Facebook study in 2010 revealed that two weeks before Christmas is the most popular time for couples to, yes, break up. <laughs> I guess that saves on buying the gift, I guess. I don't know. Uh, in Asia, white elephants were considered holy, but pricey to keep. Uh, Ezra Cortness uh, ad, ad, uh, adapted the term to gifts at a Christmas gathering um, have really no value to the owner, but may have value to others. I actually, believe it or not, <laughs> I have given a can of elephant dung as a white elephant gift, um, maybe once or twice. I don't know. <laughs> Just thought it was appropriate, right? Uh, in <laughs> it was canned, all right. So you know, in uh, 2012, there were more than 15,000 holiday uh, decorating injuries during November and December. The most common being falls, of course. 34% of all injuries <laughs> were falls because of holiday decorating. Uh, the biggest display of lights ever made is in Australia. Australia. It was 1,194,380 LED covered uh, uh, lights uh, spanning uh, 3,800 square meters, actually over 3,800 square meters. Uh, David Richards was uh, has used his home to raise $20,000 for SIDS and Kids Act since 2011 with that display. Uh, the top six Christmas tree producing states are Oregon, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Washington, and Wisconsin. I actually sheared Christmas trees as a summer job when I was a kid and eventually started my own Christmas tree business uh, where we did everything but simply own the land. We, we, would, uh, we did it all, so uh, that was kind of interesting. Uh, the, the city of Vancouver, Canada, claims to be the birthplace of the first ugly Christmas sweater party, uh, which this year has been replaced with the Let's Go Brandon sweaters. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that last part's right. From uh, performers to maintenance workers, approximately 220 people are hired for the Disneyland Christmas Parade. But if you want to see it this year, you have to wear a mask. So, yeah, you know. The first Christmas celebrated uh, on American land was in 1539 in Tallahassee, Florida. There were no trees uh, or presents, just a religious mass. It just seems kind of wrong that the first Christmas in America was in sunny Florida, but I don't know, maybe just me. The word Mary in Merry Christmas was not always accepted because, uh, you know, because being Mary back then used to be kind of a sign 
or a symbol symbol of intoxications. <laughs> you could please pass the eggnog, would you? The highest grossing movie about Christmas since 1980 is Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It came out in November of 2000 and pulled in, get this, $260 million. That's a lot of show. In, in case you were uh, wondering, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation only netted $73 million. <laughs> the, uh, the Charles W. Howard Santa Claus School, uh, yes, there is one, it, and it's in Midland, Michigan, and it hosts 130 Santas each year uh, where they gather and learn about the history of St. Nick and the popular toys and Santa etiquette. What is Santa etiquette anyway? Not exactly sure. In uh, 1980, the highest selling Christmas toy was the Rubik's Cube, and it was for uh, $1.99, and now it retails for $10, which is interesting. The abbreviation Xmas in uh, uh, the abbreviation X in Xmas did not start out as uh, an abbreviation at all. In, in Greek, the language of the New Testament, of course, uh, the words Christos, you know, Christ, begins with the letter X or Chi. Uh, in recent times, though, uh, it has has become a symbol of crossing out Christ in Christmas, and so uh, a lot of people don't like it. Uh, the first batch of eggnog originated from the medieval uh, Britain's drink uh, posset, a hot, milky ale-like drink. But in uh, doing further research, I found that it actually comes from heaven. Uh, the thicker, the better. <laughs> I do like it. Uh, the most popular theory uh, of why we leave cookies and milk out for Santa is because Dutch children would leave food and drink out for St. Nicholas on his feast day. Uh, the concept of caroling had nothing to do with Christmas. Believe it or not, uh, medieval carolers um, were... Um, uh, were actually liturgical songs in the in in the twelfth century. While traveling to different homes, uh, came from a, a, the the tradition in England of wishing good fortunes to your neighbors in exchange for gifts. So it kind of it kind of went hand in hand. The ancient Greeks considered the mistletoe, as I said, an aphrodisiac, and uh, which is probably why kissing under the mistletoe will bring you luck in your love life. <laughs> Jesus probably uh, wasn't born in a stable. Uh, it, it doesn't say in the Bible that it was a stable. It was probably um, in kind of a cave. That's where a lot, a lot of uh, people of that area would, would house their, their livestock. Uh, the Bible doesn't mention any animals being present at Jesus' birth. So you, you, you see, you know, the, all these different nativity scenes, but there, there's no mention that there was actually uh, animals there. Uh, Mary placed him in a manger, which is actually like a feeding trough. So there could have been, you know, animals, but we, it just doesn't say there were. Uh, and what happened to Joseph after the birth of Jesus? We don't know. It doesn't say. The Bible doesn't say. Uh, first nativity scene didn't appear till 2023. Uh, Mary was probably about well, 12 to 14 years old, and, and Joseph and Mary were probably an arranged marriage just because of the tradition of the time. Uh, Joseph probably was not a woodworker. The Greek word for carpenter used to describe Joseph um, as tekton, which is more uh, accurately translated into craftsman. And of course, crafting of that area uh, went, was more in the line of uh, stone. Uh, Jesus' uh, name, of course, is significant. The angel informed Mary that her baby would be called 
Yeshua, meaning Yahweh is salvation or the Lord saves. And Jesus is the Greek translation of the Hebrew name Yeshua, which is kind of neat. Bethlehem was completely insignificant. It's just a tiny little town, uh, but was the fulfillment of a prophecy. And you can look that up in Micah 5.2. The reason we give presents during Christmas is symbolizing the gifts given to Jesus by the three wise men, the gold, the frankincense, and and myrrh. Uh, The number of wise men who visited Jesus is unknown. The Bible doesn't say it was three. The wise men may have, uh, and and really, they they did not see Jesus as a newborn. They didn't get to Jesus until probably he was two or three. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the Far Side cartoon being true that there was a fourth wise man that was turned away because he brought fruitcake. <laughs> I, 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 I do believe in that. Uh, and lastly, the, the wise men actually were pagan priests. The Magi mentioned in the Gospel of, of Matthew were astrologers from the priestly class in the land of Persia, which, of course, we know as Iran now. Uh, skilled in uh, interpreting omens, dreams, and, and stars, the Old Testament, Daniel spent seven, 70 years exiled among the Magi from the east. These wise men may have traveled well over a thousand miles by camel caravan to see the newborn king of the Jews. Uh, in those days, a new star in the sky was often believed to herald a new, uh, the birth of a significant person in the land over which the star had shown. And so there's some facts you can uh, you can go ahead and, <laughs> and reel off maybe a few of those when you get together for Christmas and I just wanted to uh, go over some of those and have a little fun with it. So uh, again, love to hear from you. You can always go to uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organite Communications.